no, I don't have a song to do for this. Um, let's see. Okay, so Justin, sing me a song that makes you think of uh, a badass villain. Or not a villain, mm. a badass like character, I guess. A badass character. Yeah. Hmm. Man, you would think I would have something for this. I'm honestly trying to think of something. That's just the first thing that came to mind, but I can't I can't even think of one. But I feel like you're better than me at this. What about that uh the the, the Jack Black uh musical band? Um, Tenacious D. <laughs> I want to say they did a song about um, what was it? Wonder Man? No, Wonder Boy. Oh man, yes. how does it go? I just need a, I just need a hook. Uh, oh my gosh, I remember that song. It's like, it's like Wonder Boy. What is the secret of your power? Wonder Boy. Won't you take me far away from the mucky muck man? There you go. (laughs) I approve of that. Oh, I haven't heard that song in so long. And yeah, it's always funny because Jack Black is actually like a good singer. He's just so ridiculous with like what he does that it's you you don't realize how good he is because it's shrouded in his like ridiculousness. Yeah, he could be pretty crazy, but that song is fun, man. Like, and him narrating it, like, there comes Wonder Boy and the the awful nasty man, the mucky buck man, and he's all, rick a do do rick a do 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 and he's making all these noises and stuff. Yeah. Like, that song is pretty, is pretty entertaining. But yeah, I, I do like um, his music, and uh, one of my cousins, actually, so... Shout out to LaQuay Johnson. If he's, I don't know if he ever listens to this, but there, if he does, he'll be surprised to get a shout out. But yeah, <laughs> he was the one that introduced me to Tenacious D. And I was like, what is Tenacious D? And he was like, Jack Black's band. And I was like, Jack Black, the actor. And he was like, yeah, man, <laughs> you didn't know that he sings. And he was just so angry that I didn't know who Tenacious D was. And Wonder Boy was one of the first ones I heard. And uh, I think the metal. <laughs> metal. That one. That that song is great, too. So, yeah. Thanks, cuz, for introducing I mean, me to Tenacious D. Yeah, they're both actually just really good musicians. And um, the tribute to the greatest song in the world is, like, one of the greatest things ever. <laughs> like, it's just the funniest yeah. song. In the video... Like my friend and I still to this day just laugh so hard about the concept of what that song is, which is just kind of brilliant to be like, no, this isn't the greatest song, but it's a tribute to the greatest song. Like (laughs) it's just so, (laughs) it's so clever and it's, I love it. So yeah, I, I do give you a point for, for that answer because that, that was a good one and it's tenacious B. So can't go wrong there. Cool. Point for you. 
All right. So and that was all within the rules. So Sterling can't say anything. It was all within the rules. <laughs> it was it was all there. Oh, do you have one to, oh to give yourself a point or are we or was mine just I can't follow Tenacious D. Was it just it's Tenacious D just too <laughs> awesome? That is almost true. I was trying to think of one. Like I feel like I have one, but I just what is it though? Like um Man, no, I don't think I have one. So I I will tell myself that I lose this round because I feel like I, I had like songs that I was like, the beat is awesome and it makes you feel like it would be the soundtrack of like a, a badass character coming into the picture. <laughs> but it's not specifically about <laughs> like the character. So I think I lose this round. So, and uh, okay. again, you can't really follow Tenacious D, so point for you. Yes, all of us have followed the rules today, Sterling. So, <laughs> point for Jason, zero points for me. No one is cheating here. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess all of that being said, I am going to start our music. All right, Cinema Slayers. All right, Cinema fans, we are back for another great episode of Cinema Slayers. I am your resident wrestler, yes, sir, the bell collector, the living proof, uh, Jaston Taylor, wrestler extraordinaire, and I am here with the first lady of Cinema Slayers, Heather. Hey, yo. And unfortunately, Yo, yo, yo. That's right. That's the first lady right there. Get it right. <laughs> and um, and unfortunately, our uh, fearless leader and creator and editor, Sterling, could not be on this episode. I don't know. He probably just had better things to do or he was just probably just trying to skip out on it <laughs> because that's what Sterling would do. Maybe he just didn't feel like being here. No, he <laughs> couldn't be here. But, but, um, but today... Heather and I are going to be reviewing um, one of the um, top trending movies on Netflix currently at the moment, uh, Kate, starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Woody Harrelson. So we are going to be giving our first non-spoiler and then spoiler uh, information, discussion on what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between with this uh, Netflix trending movie. So... With that being said, we will start with you, Heather. Uh, what are some non-spoiler thoughts, impressions um, did you have about this Kate movie? Well, I honestly hadn't heard of it until I think last weekend. I think you had mentioned it as something you were going to be streaming over the weekend. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. what is this movie? So I, I hadn't really heard much about it till then. but. Um, you know, I am a fan of Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I think she is a really solid actress and I what Woody Harrelson I'm a fan of. So I was like, okay, this could be interesting. Um, 
You know, I I do have to say I am a little bit disappointed in this movie. I think that it's one of those movies where I think we've had a lot of these lately where there is potential for this movie to be so much better than it actually ends up being. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's the the basic reason that I'm not a huge fan of this is because it's kind of like a wasted potential movie. Um, I have no issues with specifically like um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's performance. I think for for what the script gives her, what the story is, and how the story unfolds, I think she does the best that she can with it. Um, I think that the story feels to me a little bit all over the place or just not really tightly reined in. So I just feel like at any given moment, you're kind of watching this movie and you're just like, what's going on? Or you're like, why is this going on? (laughs) Um, I, I think it, I don't necessarily think it's trying to imitate other movies that are similar to it, which is about, you know, an assassin that's on a mission maybe the mission goes wrong and you know trying to get redemption from that or figure out why it went wrong and figure out personally things that are going on with them i feel like you know this is obviously a a scenario that we've heard in other movies before um they make it slightly (laughs) different you know it's not like it's completely a copy of other stuff but it's different enough to where you're like okay i want to see what they do with this but i just don't feel like they really ever get you there with um caring enough really about the characters individually and based on sort of what happens in this um you want to care more about it and this is not really a spoiler this is kind of the main plot of it is uh the assassin who is played by uh mary elizabeth winstead kate she's poisoned by somebody when she's on one of her missions and you know she's trying to figure out who it is um And just based on that alone, you really feel like you want to have a connection with these characters and you want, you want to know what's happening. You're intrigued by it. Like that's the feeling you want to have from this movie, but I just didn't get there with it. I feel like, I don't know if it was, it might partially be because they were so quick and fast with the progression of what happens or the the situations that happen that it doesn't really give you time to build up to knowing this character understanding them or relating to them in any sort of way so it feels like what they do with it is sort of a wash you know because you're you're not really on that level of knowing this character um or understanding or caring why this has happened to them or why you should care that they survive anything you know so i i just unfortunately feel like they fell short on making you care what's going on and that's the biggest um i think flaw and sin of this movie is they they just don't you, you don't really care why anything's going on at least i didn't like i i wanted to know what was going to happen but i also i wasn't invested fully in the story or the characters and i just think the way that they progressed the story and the way that they told it was done sort of in a very um i don't know if it's messy or just i don't know it it just felt like it was um one thing after another but not enough for you to fully grasp like why these things matter you know so um it just kind of fell short and it just felt like it was a run-of-the-mill like sure we're due for another 
action assassin movie. Why not? And that's kind of the vibe you get of like their whole attitude going into making this movie. So unfortunately, I can't say that I really think it was a great movie. Um, there were parts that were good. It did have good action sequences. Um, I think, yeah, again, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she did a great job with her scenes of some of the action that she does and things like that. But overall, I just, it, it was a little bit, um, not really slow paced, but it was just, it was, it was fast paced, but not interesting enough for you to realize it was fast paced, <laughs> if that makes sense. So, um, it was a, an interestingly uneventful or, um, uninteresting assassin action movie for me. Yeah, I, I definitely get what you're saying with some of that. To me, it, it, it was kind of like, you know, it's kind of like that birthday gift or, or maybe Christmas is more appropriate for this analogy. It's kind of like sometimes and, and maybe and if you've been through this, you can uh, let me know if you're listening to this. Um, but it's like that gift where, you know, you look under the Christmas tree and there's this gift and it's so intricately wrapped and it's and it's and it's kind of like a larger size than some of your other gifts or something and you're just wondering oh what could this be and you know you know you you're a little kid and your imagination's running wild and it's got this and you know all of the wrapping is pretty it looks great it you know it, it almost like they got this shiny gold colored bow uh, you know wrapping paper and bow and so it just kind of glistens off the light and that's the one that you've got your eye on like the whole time leading up to christmas you just can't take your eyes off of that wrapping paper you can't and you just got a feeling that that's going to be a good gift and you just think oh man it just looks so great on the surface and then christmas comes and you open it up and it's a pair of pants or <laughs> socks or something like the that. The most bland you know? gifts you could ask. <laughs> yeah. It's just the most like bland, predictable kind of gift. And you're like, what? I mean, why? And then you just wonder why it was so intricately wrapped. Like, you're like, man, right. you could have just put that in a paper bag or you could have put it, you know, you could have left that in the mall bag where you got it. And, uh, you know, I could have just, uh, you could have just handed that to me if that's all it was going to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't know, to, to an extent, that is how I feel this movie was. Like, everything that's good about it is kind of surface level. But mm. when you really get to inside of it, it just lacks any depth or any kind of real story to be memorable or for you for me to go, oh, this is great or anything like that. So you just kind of wind up like you do when you get up when you were a kid and got a pair of pants or socks on uh on Christmas. You got to shrug your shoulders and go, well, you know, I'll wear it. You know, I'll use them. But I mean, you know, I'm going to wear the socks. 
yeah, but I'm going to wear the pants, but it just wasn't eventful. It's like, okay, cool, but that's about all you're going to get out of me is okay, is is a okay, cool, and a show the shrug. That's about what this movie is because when I look at it like on the surface, the the casting is good. You know, you think of Mary Elizabeth Winston, like we've all, like we both said, and she was coming off of Birds of Prey, you know, or at least that's the last movie I saw her in. So in that, it's kind of like a, a spirit animal abyss. You know, that was an action packed, very female empowerment type of film. So, and she was very good in that, even though, of course, it was Margot Robbie's show. Mary Elizabeth Winstead was one of the people that stood out in that film. You know, we we all uh, said that yeah. on our Birds of Prey podcast. And typically when she is in a movie, she is one of the better parts of it. So I thought her as a lead, I could I already could kind of see her doing that. I was like, oh, OK. And then Woody Harrelson, I mean, Woody Harrelson's a veteran. He's been around the block and he's he's very good, very talented uh, actor and 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 you know whether you're talking about early or white men can't jump Woody Harrelson or you're talking about late Woody Harrelson I mean the guy is just talented you know he's been nominated several times for awards he I mean and and I mean I've seen him do some great dramatic deep acting you know portraying characters uh with a lot of depth and everything like that and then I've seen him in kind of the action movie type of role and different things like that. And I've enjoyed him in both in both styles of acting when it when it comes to that, whether it's serious or something a little more. That's just a little more popcorn fun. Woody Harrelson usually delivers. So you got two actors who usually deliver They're They're compelling when they act They're They're, they're very good. So you're just thinking, okay, well, that's kind of a match made in heaven. They're both talented enough to carry a movie on their own. The The movie is set in Osaka, Japan. So it's got a lot of good set pieces. Like the it's shot very well. There's good cinematography. The, the, the landscapes and where you are, you feel like you're in a fun place. It, it's colorful. You know, the, 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 the night, the city night sky and everything like that. And, you know, it's not what we're used to here in America where, where we're in New York or we're in California or, you know, we're in places like that. So it was nice to be in Japan and be, uh, you know, in the city and everything like that. So I thought it had a very good aesthetic. And then lastly, kind of what Heather talked about, it does have some pretty good fight scenes. I thought that the fighting sequences and what Mary Elizabeth Winstead was able to do, she had good physicality. I thought that the choreography was pretty good, and some of it is pretty graphic. It even delivered on some of the the graphic nature of the fight scenes. So all in all, this is not a poorly made film or anything like that. But you just wish it had the character development and the story elements and all of those things that it really takes for a movie to be good. That really separates the good from the mediocre. And unfortunately, it doesn't really have any of that. It seems like a movie that was more concerned with the wrapping paper, you know, what's on the surface 
and not really what the actual gift or what the actual story is. And so it's just kind of a, when it comes to the story, that's where it feels like they didn't try. It's kind of a hodgepodge of different movies and different things that, like Heather said, we've seen before. So, yeah, uh, ultimately, you know, um, you know, I could recommend it, but, you know, kind of like, uh, well, we'll get the recommendation. So I won't like recommend at the moment, but, you know, just like every pair of socks, a pair of pants every now and then, you know, you, you, you feel like wearing that pair <laughs> of pants that you got <laughs> as a gift, you know, every now and then, you know, nothing else might be clean and you might put on those socks. So you might wear them. But and that's kind of what this is. This is just kind of one of those run of the mill kind of action movies that, you know, if you've got a spare couple of hours, maybe you try it out. And, but ultimately, that's kind of where I am. So I guess that's kind of a good segue into uh, recommendations and scores. So hit that jangle. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Recommendations and score. And I guess since you went first on the other one, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll just take turns here. Um, so I'll go. Uh, yeah, as far as a recommendation, I mean, like I was kind of alluding to, it, it, it's not a movie that I can recommend like, oh, this is so good. You have to see it. I, I'm not going to recommend because it's a good movie. I, I just think it's it's passable. You know, like I said, it's like that pair of pants or pair of socks. If you just don't have anything else to watch and you're on Netflix and you're just looking for something to pass the time and stuff like that, this isn't offensive or anything like that. It, it'll it, it may uh, at least be remotely entertaining enough to get you through a couple of hours and stuff like that. So if you stream it, I'm not going to be mad at you. Just like I'm not mad at you for wearing that pair of pants. But, <laughs> you know, ultimately, this is not going to be a favorite pair. This is not going to be uh, that pair that you care about. When they lose color, you're not going to you're not going to lose any sleep over it. And that's kind of what this uh, movie is. So, no, I can't really recommend it as a good movie. It's just kind of one of those where, yeah, you could pick if you've in the mood for just killing some time. Maybe that person watches this, but ultimately that's the only person I could see uh, watching this. And um, as far as a score, we're going to go with, um, man, I feel like I'm just right down the middle. Like, I feel like the acting uh, some of the fight scenes were okay. Um, the cinematography is good. So maybe give it 50 for that. And then the rest of it, though, the story, I just really, I mean, man, there's just, it's so like forgettable. So yeah, I think mm -hmm. that's fair. So I, so yeah, I'm going middle, middle of the road here. So we'll go 50, uh, bottles of, uh, boom, boom lemon that I finally get to drink. Because I wanted it the whole time in the movie out of 100. <laughs> I mean, it's not like every single thing about this movie is bad. Um, I do think that the chemistry between uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and the little girl in the movie is good. Um, her name is, I think her name is Ani in the movie. Um, 
yeah it was yeah that's a good point i think that might be one of the better parts of the movie um woody harrelson and mary elizabeth winstead's chemistry is not bad it's one of those unfortunate things though because knowing both of them and other roles they've done that chemistry if this was a better written story could have been so good you know, they could have had that really great dynamic between them based on what their relationship was, but it was really kind of subpar. Um, so it's a little bit disappointing that they didn't do more with that sort of relationship. Cause I do feel like that could have been a really great part of the movie that made you feel a little bit more invested in these characters, but they didn't get to that level with it to where you were that invested in that. Um, even though I feel like based on, how things go in the story, you should be more invested in that part of it. But the, um, mm-hmm. the girl that she sort of befriends and, and kind of brings along with her on some of her journey in this movie, that is a good dynamic. Um, there's a good rapport, a good back and forth. I feel like their personalities and how they blend together. It works well with this movie and the characters that they are. So that was probably the better part of this. And again, kind of like I alluded to at the beginning, um, Kate is badass. Like, she really is. Like, there are some scenes where you're just like, you're freaking awesome. <laughs> like, just taking on a whole group uh, or a whole room full of guys by herself and just dominating stuff. And it's not really giving much away. You know, and just like, when she comes into a room, she kind of just owns that room. Um there's a moment when you see her just with like a cigarette hanging out of her mouth and she's got some sunglasses on and she is just in it and she's just there and she's just the coolest person in the room. She gives off that really great, like cool, badass vibe that you kind of want from a character like this. So I feel like that part of it was there. It just, unfortunately the story wasn't up to the level of what the character should, what the character was doing with that, you know, what, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was doing with that character, it, it kind of it the story should have also followed on the level of awesomeness that you know that she was, right? <laughs> and it just didn't really get there. And so her awesome level is there, but you're kind of like, it's super cool and you're super cool, but I don't care that you're super cool because this movie is really bland. <laughs> and it's just a very weird sort of position to be in with that. So um I am gonna give this probably a little bit less than half just because I, I feel like it was such a disappointment in the potential that it could have had. Um I'm gonna give this 45 um eating the leftover food on the table as you threaten people's lives out of a hundred. Nice. So, so spoilers spoilers <laughs> yep all right let me it's that time yeah let me hit it spoilers. all right so i mean we can probably just kind of back and forth this one but um yeah so i think really one of my biggest pet peeves about this movie is the predictable but very unnecessary turn of woody harrelson's character in this um yeah 
Oh my gosh. It just like felt- how did you I mean, you could just see it coming a mile away. Right. But so unnecessary because you, you just feel like if you want this to be, be a believable story, you're kind of just like, but they, like, he basically raised her, right? He basically raises Kate and trains her and teaches her everything. And they have this very, you know, fatherly, daughterly relationship just suddenly out of nowhere years later where Kate isn't even aware that this is a thing that's going to happen. He just becomes the bad guy for what? And to be honest, like I don't really remember why he became the bad guy. What was his reason for what he was doing? I don't even remember to be honest because the movie was that uninteresting to me. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Okay. I kind of remember. I would try, but, um, so Set of fans, if somebody else watches this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe what the issue was, was that, so Kate had done that mission and, and was very, uh, apprehensive about that mission because there was a kid and everything like that. Um, and so she just wanted to finish the mission, get that final, uh, get the final boss, uh, the Yakuza boss guy, Ko, Kojima. And then she was like, I, after that, I want to quit. I just want a normal life and everything like that. Right. That's right. Woody, Woody Harrison's deal, though, was is that what she didn't know is that he was trying to uh, buy favor into the Yakuza. He was trying to take kill the leadership at the top of the Yakuza so that him and that other guy the um the the other japanese guy who had turned on um kojima renji that guy they had an underneath deal where they were trying to i guess usurp that uh that um yakuza boss and uh renji was going to become the new boss and woody harrelson was going to be kind of his right hand so they were trying to yeah they were trying to underhandedly usurp the boss however um kate because kate wanted to leave and wanted a normal life and everything like that would he have to tell the ringy guy well if she uh tries to quit or tries to leave i'll kill her but what they made it seem like at the end and you can tell me if i'm wrong about this but what i interpreted woody harrelson saying at the end was that that wasn't truly his intention i guess he thought that he could convince her to stay or he told the guy that and really his plan was to kind of get kate to stay in the fold he thought that he could um he said he was going to kill her but he thought that maybe after the job is done maybe i could convince her to stay but uh ringy jumped ahead of him and poisoned her with that uncurable poison, yeah. Ed, a Rover 208 or whatever they called it. Ed 209. <laughs> now that's from Robocop. But anyway, well, it's Ed 209 now. Now the name of the, the drug is the poison is Ed 209. <laughs> so he jumped the gun and poisoned Kate. And the, he kind of did that without Woody Harrelson's approval. So basically, it was this plan between two people 
one of them sort of jumped the gun and it kind of led to this situation where he's like, well, damn, well, now she's going to die. And he made it seem like that wasn't his intention. But either way, it was underhanded. He didn't tell Kate and and Kate didn't know that he had these ulterior motives. So, yeah, that's how I interpreted it. No, no, I agree. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> and you'll have to forgive me. I did watch this a little bit ago. So, but yeah, no, that I, I agree. I, I would agree with your assessment of that. Um, I, I just feel like, again, like I said, it was, it was a predictable turn, um, but it was unnecessary. And again, it sort of just added to the fact that you're not really invested in these people enough for you to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he betrayed her. Or, you know, something like that. Like, you just, I feel like I, I didn't get to that level with caring that he turned because they don't really give you time to develop that connection with anybody. You know, like, I feel like from the get-go, from the mm-hmm. beginning of this movie, you know, it's just a mile a minute, but in the way of, to its detriment. Like, it, it was, some movies can do that and it works and it makes sense why they do it. And with this one, I just feel like, it almost feels in a sense like you're jumping into a movie that's already started. Like you're, you're already like 30 minutes into a movie that started with how they kind of progress things with the story here. Um, yeah, you know, and then even when she's like, um, you know, she gets poisoned and she's in the hospital and just like that whole conversation she has with that doctor about, Hey, have you had any, um, radiation, exposure lately it just kind of the progression of that and it just felt i feel like they very much forced a lot of the storyline to progress like they had to force it along in an unnatural way if that makes sense no i get that i i I definitely get some of that um and, and like when you were talking about the relationship between uh, Woody Harrelson's character, which I think I believe the name of the character is Varick or is Varick, something yeah, like that. Varick, yeah, Varick. And uh, yeah, Varick and Kate. Like, I do think you're right about that. Like, the problem I think is that there just wasn't enough that they didn't give us those scenes that we needed to care about their relationship. I think they thought they did, but right. it wasn't enough. And there wasn't enough and we didn't really understand like, 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 so like the very character. Okay. Well, why is it so important to you to betray this kid that you basically raised right. and everything like that? What was more important than that? So was it just more power? Was there something you're trying to get? Was there something like his intentions really were never made clear. Are you just a greedy person? Is it about power and success and greed? How come we didn't get to see that? How come we didn't get to understand that? You know, he comes off as just this person who cares about her and is tutoring her and everything like that. He's like, you know what the job is like? I think what this movie needed was, I wish that, that Varric character was doing this because he was consumed by revenge mm. because it had this whole revenge thing. So I wish that he was consumed by revenge 
And and because our main character, Kate, was consumed by revenge and everything like that, I wish that maybe there was a way a lesson could have been learned from him. Like, look what he did to you because he was so consumed with revenge. He went through all this. He did all of this mm-hmm. because he was trying to use her because, yes, she was a tool in this and everything like that. But I wished he had been trying to use her to get some sort of revenge that was important to him. That would have given that character a, a, a story or something for us to latch on to, to understand his motive. And then our Kate character could have learned from him and been like, look, this is what you become if you're just consumed with revenge. And so maybe in the end, right. she kind of, you know, it it becomes more about that little girl. And it kind of did. It becomes more about that girl that it becomes more, oh yeah, more about the girl, Ani. It becomes more about Ani and less about her trying to get this revenge because she sees what she could become. She could become Varric if she goes down that path. Mm-hmm. Oh, it needed something like that. You know, but but that's not really what we got. So you just don't really understand him. Like <laughs> you see all these scenes of him training her and raising her, going through all this trouble, and he's showing in these scenes that he seems to care about her. He does. Like I felt like there were some genuine feelings for her, but because, or, or at least that's the way it was portrayed and acted. But because they did that. You didn't buy this, but this sudden betrayal, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I think that's just such a big problem in the film. No, that is exactly what it is. And now that you mentioned that, I did actually like that um, montage of seeing Kate growing up, like learning her her skills and like training and all of that. I thought that was really well shot. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, you're absolutely right. It's just kind of like, What's the motive here? Why should we care that you turned? Why should we care about your relationship with each other? Because you're not really giving us much to go off of, you know, um, it it just kind of, and again, that's why I feel like it started not halfway through, but it started like, it was like, you, you just almost feel like you're coming into a movie where, oh, I must've missed the first couple of minutes of this, where they explain the relationships here. (laughs) Yeah, you know, what yeah, I mean? it, it does feel like that. Like you miss some scenes that would have better developed that relationship. Yeah, right. it was like those scenes were shot or were earlier, but we come in and they've already shown you that. Exactly. So you come in with them already. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I totally get that. And that really would have, honestly, I think that would have really helped the the movie be more. Um, relatable or just more enjoyable because i and i get it like it's it's a movie about an assassin and on a mission and there's some really good movies about that you know um but this i mean if you're gonna do that storyline i just feel like you really need to make it something different or something stand out about it to where you're going to be like this is the movie about an assassin that i want to (laughs) see you know and nothing about this yeah. movie really makes you do that. And But I will say, again, Kate or Mary Elizabeth Winstead, everything she does with her character in this movie is great. I mean, her action scenes, 
were believable. Her very cold demeanor and tone that she has with people where you're like, she obviously is an assassin because she doesn't care that she's killing these people. You know, she has that very cold and distant personality about her with, with pretty much everybody almost. You know, I, I feel like she does the character justice in the sense of how the character should be played. I just feel like, again, the story doesn't match up with the performance that she's doing. Like, her performance in the movie is better than the movie itself, if that makes sense. And, um, yeah. 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 And I think that that's even with like, um, obviously, we've also seen this before too, where you're just like, she should have died 500 different times in this movie. Like, <laughs> the many times that she was like destroyed <laughs> and, and shot and shot again and like poisoned. And clearly, she should have not have been nearly as apt in her skills at that point. Because if she was poisoned, you would just feel like she's, she's completely losing it. She just still really has it together throughout most of the movie, even when she's basically about to fall apart. Um, you know, it just, it feels like we've seen that happen before in movies like this or in movies where it's just somebody that's just relentless and still gets up and keeps going, even though they just got completely dominated. Um, but it's more obvious that that's not believable in this because the story isn't as good. Um, in other movies, it's a little bit more covered up or you can be a little bit more forgiving of it because the overall story is better, but because really the only thing elevating this movie, even above being bad at all, really is kind of her performance in it. It's just more obvious those flaws in, in that type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, because her performance is definitely good. She had the look of desperation. There were times where clearly she looked sickly and she looked disoriented and things like that. But it's like you said, maybe in a better written story, they could have played a little bit more with those elements. Because at the beginning of the movie, I mean, right when the poison takes effect, I mean, she can't even drive that vehicle. She's driving mm-hmm. that vehicle, and I mean, she's so disoriented that that ve- she crashes that vehicle. So if she, if it disorients her that much to where she can't even drive, and then right. later on, there's just no like, and then later on when these when this room full of assassins and skilled fighters are coming after her. She's just destroying them. She's just on you know point what I with mean? her fighting and, the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Not missing anything and stuff like that. And yeah, there were times where she definitely does get hit. She gets thrown around a little bit. Like you said, she gets shot a couple of times in this. And one time I was like, okay, where does she get shot where she'd be able to get up like that? Like one time it looked like she got shot (laughs) right in the face or like the chest area or something. And then she's just up again and they don't even really explain where she got shot or did did that person miss or did I miss something? <laughs> like I was sitting there going, wait a second, where exactly did she get shot? Yeah, like that one towards the end where Ani shot her. I was like, okay, where did Ani shoot her? 
where she was able to get up from that. Like right. I didn't, I didn't understand because it looked like a shot right to the face, and the camera didn't differentiate. I didn't see a wound after uh, Kojima came and gave her the last injection, and that was funny too. Like these injections that sort of act like energy tanks in a video game you know i take the injection and i'm good for another hour that was funny too you know like it was just like okay i'm good now but it would have been nice and like you said like just in a better written story she would have kept getting disoriented she would have been fighting and then got disoriented and then they started beating her up and so she had to escape you know what i mean like there would have been yeah some different elements with the story not she kills everybody okay now we can go back to puking and looking sickly but not while we're killing people (laughs) you know we you know kill all them first perfectly and now we can be sick that's what it felt like you know and i think that that's an example of just the writing not being as good because you didn't get that sense of tension like oh man she could you know she she's dying and she could go at any moment or she only has 24 hours and i think they thought they had that because the movie is progressing quickly as if she doesn't have to she doesn't have a lot of time to waste so that was kind of there but the sense of tension i think was weird because you know, they didn't play with her sickness enough in those fights or anything like that. It's sort of, like you said, it sort of just went away until it was convenient. And mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, we can puke now. Okay, we <laughs> can bleed from the nose now, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely get some of that. But Winstead's performance was good. I mean, man, she looked like she was laboring and really trying to get through this and everything like that. I thought that she did do a great job. And like you said, the chemistry with her and Ani, the, 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 the little girl that played Ani, that was probably the, the better part of the movie. Uh, the only thing that just kind of sucks about it is like we've both said, you've just seen things like this before. Like if you've seen Leon, the professional where you have that assassin Mm. with the, uh, you know, with the little kid. So it kind of gave me vibes of that or just like, I don't know the, the other million assassin movies where you got this assassin, he does this one job that's kind of regrettable. And then he wants to change his life, you know, or he or she, wants to change their life or this is the last one and then i'm out and then of course it just doesn't go that way so it's just even these story elements are just so familiar you would have really needed to do some stuff with the plot to make it not feel so like by the numbers and unfortunately we just didn't do that yeah no i totally agree with that and um i mean it (laughs) It is unfortunate because, like I said, like, it's just a a sad, um, just unfortunate letdown because the potential that you see with the performances and uh, with what the story could be, you know, is it's just kind of wasted potential. And and I think I also would have liked to have seen a little bit more realization or coming to terms with the fact that she's about to die. And maybe it maybe it's not needed. I mean, she is an assassin, (laughs) 
So maybe that's not needed, but I think maybe because we get that moment a little bit there when she's in the hospital and she clearly realizes like what's happening. She's angry and she's frustrated and, you know, she just kind of knocks everything over in the hospital because she's so upset about it. That's really, I feel like kind of the only moment where you see her vulnerability in realizing that she is about to die. And, um, you know, I mean, and, and I will also give the movie credit for the fact that there wasn't some random, like, here's a dose of something that's going to get rid of that poison in your body and you're going to live. Like, I do appreciate that they didn't do that random side note to make everything tied up in a neat little bow because it's a movie about a killer who's killing people. And it's like a, it's a gruesome and it's a dark story and they kept in tone with that. So I give them credit for that. But I just, I kind of wish there was a little bit more realization um, that you get to see in Kate about like, this is it, you know? And, and maybe it's because I've seen Mary Elizabeth Winstead do that and other stuff before. And she's got the acting ability to make you feel for her and care about the fact that she is about to die. She just doesn't do it in this particular movie. And I don't know if that was maybe a choice or if that's just, I don't know. But I just, I think that it would have been kind of cool to see a little bit more of that vulnerability of her, especially when she's getting weaker, right? Like her her body's getting weaker. Her mind is getting weaker. She is getting a little bit more destroyed and she's not as, you know, immortal and as unstoppable as she probably normally would be. And I think it would have been cool or at least make you care a little bit more about this situation if you see her being vulnerable in that state about like, this sucks, I'm about to die and I'm actually kind of scared about it. I think that would have kind of added just a little bit of a layer um, to that character. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And and maybe if her and... Woody Harrelson could have had a moment or something like other than just a boom, boom, he's dead. I'm not sort of thing that they did, which Mm -hmm. I get it, but I don't know. She needed that moment either with him or with something, you know, I I wish that maybe they could have gotten a moment maybe before she was, she knew that he was the betrayer. Maybe they could have gotten a moment where they said something, but she was kind of on the adventure and he was elsewhere. So we didn't really get that. You know what I mean? But, you know, I wish that there had been something. I think that I want to say they had like a dinner discussion and then he, and then he was like, look, you don't have to, you don't, you don't have to do this. And she was like, nope, I got to do it. And that was kind of it. But, uh, you know, I wish that there had been something, like that like you know what is my life amounted to and mm. you know uh you know and i guess they thought they had that with the ani with the little girl like if i can just do this last good deed and make sure she's safe then i can at least die knowing i did yeah. one right thing i guess that's mm. kind of what they were going for but it just it, it just but it doesn't quite land you know, you you know they want that to land, but it just doesn't quite land, I think, just because of the story. Because, like, I was even thinking, well, 
why did they suddenly want this little girl dead? I mean, why wasn't she just part of the hit or why right. didn't somebody, why haven't somebody just shot her by now? That was weird too. Like, <laughs> how was this girl alive all this time? And then, but then all of a sudden now she's a target and it just felt like it was a maneuver. It was maneuvering the script so that Kate would have somebody to save, but it just seemed weird that they would want her dead. Like, I don't know. That was weird to me too. So by the time you get to the end of this, you just kind of feel like all this was manufactured to get to this moment, but it didn't feel organic. It didn't feel like they earned it, you know? Yep. No, that's totally true. And like, even a, say that they decided throughout the whole movie, you know, they're not going to develop these relationships more for you to see like in front of you. It's just supposed to be this understood thing. Right. But even if they had done that moment at the end, when Woody Harrelson and Mary Elizabeth Winstead are like face to face and they're uh, in this face off against each other, even a moment of like, again, vulnerability from either side, really uh, other than him just saying like, I've never loved anybody, but you but still going to kill you if I have to kind of attitude that he had. Like even, even if she had just like, you see this thing of, she knows that she has to kill this man who basically raised her and just a moment of like sadness or seeing the struggle in her mind or, you know, tearing up or something of like, I'm about to end this man's life that raised me. And I feel betrayed and I feel hurt and I feel sad that I have to do this, but I know I have to do it. Something like that, where even if you got nothing else from their relationship, at least that moment, in that moment, you would realize the weight of what this meant because of their relationship. They don't even give you that, you know? And so you're right. It doesn't feel earned at all. It just feels like we're doing things just to do them because we have to progress the story in some way. And this is just how we're choosing to do it with no reason or rhyme behind it. <laughs> and you're right. Like they could have had a moment there that there, that there could have been a moment in his death um, in, in Varick's death where he really kind of showed some vulnerability towards Kate and at least kind of said, look, I know you did what you have to do, but this is how I really felt, or I didn't really want this. And if, if, if it, in a, in a perfect world, you would have just been happy with me something, but instead they shoot at each other and then he gets shot in the belly and he's like, that was a great shot or something like that. Mm. And then he just dies. <laughs> right. That was just like, that was anticlimactic. You know, yeah. Like that's what they chose to give us. And I guess maybe to the director or to the writers, they were like, oh, that would be cool if he was just like, man, you're a great shot. Kind of like, look, like, man, I I really taught you well or something like that. But damn, maybe if we had had more of a human moment in that moment, that could have meant more than just kind of the quote unquote cool moment of him going, man, you're such a good shot man, I taught you well, sort of gimmick that they did. So, yeah. And and so that didn't land. And so, like, that that was just a problem, man. Like, the scenes where, the, where they really needed to land, they just didn't because you didn't give it the development it needed 
or you didn't tell the kind of story where a scene like that lands and it's like oh man instead we just sort of get scenes and we understand what happened i understand that she had to kill him but it didn't feel meaningful like it should have especially given these two characters with all this history and everything like that i mean that was practically the father you didn't have and so you just felt like that should have meant more exactly it just didn't feel like that at all you know yeah and i mean and and that's and that's the thing about this movie too is like i shouldn't have really been surprised by this but it ends just as abruptly as it sort of starts (laughs) like it just you know she's clearly shot and she's injured and she's already dying from the poison in her system and then um i guess really the only meaningful or sentimental thing that happens there is she dies in the arms of ani you know the only person and maybe and maybe there is a little bit of a layer there to like you know maybe she sees a little bit of herself in ani and that's why she related to her and why she wanted to help her and why they had the connection they had um or maybe she saw it more as like how her and um and Varric were where she felt like you know this is the kind of person that I could raise and influence in some way and you know it, there's just so many potentials of like what that relationship could have been or developed into and I'm not quite sure what they were doing with that but I feel like there was that sentimental moment of you know Ani is the you know she ends up dying in Ani's arms at the end um and, and and that is a little bit sentimental, but also it's just one of those, like, everything's going to be okay, and then she's dead, and then the movie's just done. Like, there's there's no being able to reflect on it, there's no seeing what happens to the girl afterwards, It's it literally just ends as abruptly as it begins, and I just feel like that is also jarring. Like, it's one of those where everything happens so quick, everything meets its mark and does what it's supposed to do in the movie in the sense of okay here's a plot point and we've moved it along here's a here's a action that needs to happen in the movie and it's happened and we're moving on and it just it feels like it's trying to force along all of these things to happen just to get to the end of the movie and again it just ends so quickly you don't have time to really again care that much about what's just happened at the end of the movie Yeah, and, and and it's funny that you mentioned that that scene at the end where she dies in Ani's arms, and there was the line that she gave Ani. She was like, "I know you," and she kind of told her that. And so, even though mm. I got what they were going for as far as okay, she does see herself in the little girl and stuff like that, and she did see how they were the how in a lot of ways they were similar and similar situation and everything like that so i get that that's what that was supposed to be but again it just didn't hit as hard as it it needed to you know it just did not and so uh, yeah so it just didn't feel as effective and so like it was just like yeah and then i just couldn't wrap my head around why the the why that girl was important or why certain people wanted to kill her or anything like I, I didn't really understand 
why the girl was so significant other than we need to have this at the end. You right. know, so it was just really hard to get past that for me, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then like what you're talking about, just the execution of everything else, like, and like some of these fight scenes and stuff, like they were really cool and interesting. And like, there was one where she just like plunges a knife in a guy's face and you see yep. the knife go in one way and out the other. And, you know, and that was, I think, and that was just before his fingers got cut off. You know, she, he tried to grab her or something. She cuts the guy's fingers off and then bam, blade up through his chin. You know, <laughs> it's got all these kind of interesting, kind of thoughtful, creative fight scenes and yep. like set pieces and different things like that. But it just felt like none of that thought was given to that stuff. The story stuff, the, the the substance, you know, that's true. It just lacks it completely. Yeah, so. because honestly, like for me, the most memorable and best scene of the entire movie was that scene when she's in that room and she's trying to figure out why she was poisoned, and she just takes on that whole group of guys and destroys them all. Yeah. Like that, the fight choreography was so good. Um, just the way it was shot was so good and it was, it was honestly just kind of the best scene of the movie for me. So, um, and it's sad because that's kind of right up front, like at the beginning almost of the movie, uh, probably not even halfway through it. I don't think maybe right at halfway through it, but that's just like the best part of the whole, of the whole movie. And it's not even significant in like it moves along the story or anything like that. It's just a cool scene that stands out because nothing else is really <laughs> that great in it. Um, but I mean, and not, yeah. to, not to take away from the fact that it was a cool scene, even if they, the movie itself was better, I think that still would have been a standout moment in the movie, but it just was even more so like the thing you remember most about the movie for me because it it just it it was just so much above and beyond anything else that happened in that movie it was the most interesting thing it was the best action sequence that happened it was um for me like the part where i got to see more of the badass character of kate and why she is good at her job um that's where you see all of that you kind of get all of that in the one scene and then everything else just kind of there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also dug the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was also pretty good in That's this. That's true. A yeah, lot of like, I, I, I did. I think it was cool because like a lot of it was Japanese songs. Um, but I thought that that was so cool because a lot of them sounded like, like there was one where clearly I could tell it was a rap song and it sounded kind of like modern rap type of stuff. Like, but it was a Japanese guy doing it and you could just hear, you could just tell yeah. by the beat and like the music of it. It was, I was like, huh? Okay. And then there was one song. I think when she was making the, the makeshift silencer for her gun and it was like some song, it was like, Ooh, ah, Ooh, ah, Ooh, ah, and I was like, what is this? And, but I don't know. I found myself kind of head rocking. It's like, man, this, yeah. this is, yeah. I was like, man, this is kind of tight. You know, like, like there was a lot of times where I would hear the music 
And even though I didn't understand like the Japanese, I, I mean, I, I still thought the music was good. It was yeah. very catchy and everything like that. And see, and that's just another point to make about the fact that like everything good about this was surface level. It really just yep. was like everything good about it was just the stuff on the outside, you know, the wrapping. Mm-hmm. I just, it just needed more of that inside stuff, man. It needed more heart. It just needed a little bit more of that. And we got little pieces of it. Like when Ani came into the picture, she was kind of the heart of the movie mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, in some ways, you know, but it, but even still, her placement and what she was in the movie, it just felt that even felt forced. So, yeah, man, I just, uh, God, I just wish I cared more about the story <laughs> elements. But it just, it, but yeah, it just felt like they were like, eh, it's okay. We'll just, we'll just cut and paste from all these other different action spy movies. And the story really doesn't matter, man. I got these cool, I got this great choreography team. I got this great uh, musician doing the music. Man, casting was on point. We got Mary Elizabeth and we got Woody Harrelson. Man, Mm. everything is on point. So we don't have to worry about the story. The story can just be, yeah, whatever, whatever you can think of, man. Yeah, just throw that on there. You know, (laughs) Um, it's all good. Like. You know, you know, back to that present with the socks. It was almost like somebody was like, man, it it doesn't matter what socks, just grab some. But I've got this incredible wrapping paper. And it was almost like, you know, they were more concerned with the wrapping paper and not what the present was. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. Yeah. One other thing I did, I did kind of like about it was, um, like the the car scene when she's driving the car and it crashes but the um how that all unfolds like just the scene where the car actually crashes and you see the camera goes upside down with you and it just that was very shot really well and also just like the kind of neon lights that you're seeing throughout the movie but also like on the car like um in the city like it's it's very beautiful like the the scenery and everything is very beautiful throughout and that is also that that kind of gave it like a fun, cool, edgy thing about it, just because of how cool it looked. But again, flash and not substance, you know. So um, it it just it it wasn't really enough to make you again care. <laughs> um, and it's it's one of those where, yeah, it, it just I, I don't even want to say that it takes itself too seriously. Because it doesn't really like it is just kind of you, you don't really know what they're going for in a lot of what they do in this movie. So it's kind of hard to say like and honestly, the best way I can really describe it is just that uh, Mary Elizabeth Winsett's performance is a better. It's better than the movie as a whole. Like if that's the only mm-hmm. thing really worth mentioning or watching in this movie is just her performance as far as her action sequences and sort of just her the the way things go for her character throughout the movie um as much as as it might be ridiculous stuff and as much as it's kind of like okay well that wasn't believable it's still the thing that you're going to really want to follow the most in this movie if you're going to follow anything um so it's not even like a sense of she elevates the material 
because it almost feels like she's just doing a completely different thing separate from the movie on her own. <laughs> like she's almost like, okay, I guess if you guys are going to do this movie, that's fine. I'm going to go over here and do some really awesome stuff. Um, just kind of doing my own thing. <laughs> it almost feel feels like it's not even a correlation between the movie and her performance in a way. Yeah. It's almost like she's acting with such a high quality. It makes you feel like it doesn't match the kind of low quality right. of the story. You know, it just, it, that's what it feels like. It feels like a mix match. And I guess we just live in such a time where the, the action movies, like there are so many good action oriented movies out yeah. that this is just kind of like, it really stands out now when you get something like this. I mean, hell, this year we got Black Widow, we got, you know, Suicide Squad, and then we got Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All of these films are better than this one. Right. Now, granted, I'm not saying that every movie has to be a Marvel and DC and all that. I mean, those are, you know, bigger budget films. But case in point, like Black Widow is about assassins, you know, mm. it's about a female assassin and this story about everything like that. And that story, just the way the characters were developed, the way that they they, they took time to have characters have interactions and stuff like that. It had a whole family of assassins and they pulled that off better than this did mm. with just two people. You know, just yeah. all you had was Woody Harrelson and uh, and Mary Elizabeth's character. All you just had was Kate and Varick. And the development in that with twice as many characters was better. Or, or you know, you think about something like Shang-Chi and like, yes, it has the great fight choreography and scenery and stuff like that. But it's got so much heart and mm. they took time to give the villain depth and... Yeah. You know, you you know why this person is this way. I know why Shang-Chi is that way. I knew why his father was this way, et cetera, et cetera. And so when you get a movie like this, where it has, where definitely some money was spent on the aesthetics, the stunt choreography, the fight choreography, you know, definitely some money where it was shot. Some money was definitely spent. But man... You just can't really have a story like this Mm. and people not just recognize it and call it what it is right away. You know, we we just get too much higher quality stuff nowadays. That's true. You know, because, yeah, it's very very surface and very shallow of a movie in general. Um, But I will I will put it this way. Um, if they were ever going to do like a reboot or something of Kill Bill, maybe they are doing that, but if they were going to recast somebody for Kill Bill, I would be all in for Mary Elizabeth Winstead being that person. I think she would be a fantastic person to do a movie like that or be a character like that. Um, or if they were going to do sort of like a female John Wick type of situation, I would be on board for her being the person to do that. Because I've seen, even in this movie itself, it gives me enough of her to know, like, she could totally pull that off, 100%. I mean, and it's not even this movie. Like, you've you've seen her in, um, you know, you see her in Birds of Prey, like you were talking about, as the Huntress. And even in Gemini Man, which was also not a good movie, but she was still one of the better parts of it. <laughs> like, 
you know, she, yeah, she was, you know, and like, and that's against Will Smith, who's Will Smith. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth, you know? Um, and, and even like Scott Pilgrim versus the world, she wasn't like the main anything, but just something about, she's got some kind of it factor about her. And it's one of those where you can't quite put your finger on it, but something about her is just kind of like, you have that potential and you have that quality to make something really, really good. Um, and so, especially with what I've seen in her, like, action roles, I'm just like, you have got this. Like, I will absolutely watch a movie where you are the lead action person in it, and I w- I'm on board for it. And, and that's, that's what I would say about her as an actress and as a performance of what she did here. Even if I had not seen Birds of Prey or anything else, like, I would still be like, you know what? I would watch this other movie that's of better quality with her in it. because. She's on that level, and it even feels more like she's on that level because of the low quality of the movie, like you were saying. But even if this was, again, of a higher caliber of goodness in it, she would still be on that level. Like, that wouldn't change. Her performance is believable enough for me to say, something else you're in, I know I would love it because of how much I dislike this movie, but like your performance in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely get that. And they were very fortunate that she took this role and probably came in on the, uh, you know, and was, and they were able to make budget by paying her because, you know, I don't think she's arrived to some of the status of some of those like higher, like A-list celebrity actresses and stuff like that. But she's got the acting chops and she's got the talent. Like when you were talking about somebody who could play the bride, I was like, and kill Bill. I was like, yeah, I could see her doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could see her playing a role like that and doing a great job because she's definitely got the talent. She may not be looked like looked at like some of those actresses, like, like that, that are at the top in Hollywood, but I definitely think she has the potential to get there and she may already have the talent, you know, you can see it. And in this movie, she be, I think if it had been any, somebody lower or if they had been too cheap to get her and went lower and got somebody else, it, this would be even worse. She, her acting definitely, definitely is the reason why I gave it 50%. Because even mm. though the story is such of low quality, she is good in this role. You know, she brought the physicality that something like this needs. Right. She, she, and she did act well with everybody involved. And she brought a lot of emotion to this character and things like that. We didn't have the story to develop it, but man, she, in her scenes, she was effective in every scene that she was in. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. This really isn't a knock against her. This is one of those movies where you look at the actors and you go, it's not their fault. You know, the script sort of failed them. The writers failed them. But boy, did they show up and do their job. This is definitely one of those. Yep. I a hundred percent agree. It's yeah, that's honestly what it is. Like, I, I think we've had movies like that before though, where it was just like nothing about it's good except for this one person's performance. 
Um, but it, that's just unfortunately what this is. Like, I think that movies about assassins or, um, CIA people or hitman, hitman or whatever it is. Like, I think those movies are really cool and interesting when they are done the right way. Uh, this is just unfortunately not one of those that was done the right way. Um, so really the takeaway is it's just wasted potential in my opinion. Yeah, definitely for sure. And like you said, like, and, and because we've seen so many of those assassin movies and movies like this with hit men or hit women or, you know, the CIA or like the spy and stuff like that. Because we have just been the the market, the Hollywood market has been saturated with these types of movies. You're you're looking for something about it that's going to stand out, whether it be a standout character, standout relationships, a standout story. So you're looking for those elements to separate it because you know when you watch a movie if it really makes an impact on you it's memorable you don't forget about it you know you remember well yeah it was an assassin movie but man i really love the dynamic between these characters or oh man you know it was an assassin movie but they really did some cool stuff with the story and when you get to the plot twist at the end it was neat or i really like how you know the, there's this deeper message about revenge and how it can consume you or you know whatever in all of the good ones there's something about them that you can pick out about them that really separate them from the rest and unfortunately this is just kind of one of those besides uh mary elizabeth winstead's performance and a couple of the performance of some of the other people and stuff like that besides that there's really just nothing to take away you know I, and i wish mm-hmm. there was something i wish there was something about the story or something about the character dynamics or something about that but there's ultimately nothing i take away i feel like i will forget this next week like <laughs> no that's you exactly know. what i was about to say is like you said it best earlier with like it's just forgettable it's a very forgettable movie yeah I feel like as soon as it leaves that list of trending movies on Netflix, I will forget about it. I will forget that it exists unless it comes up on my, hey, watch it again queue. And then you see, and sometimes when that (laughs) queue comes up, do you want to watch this again? You go, I watched that. Sometimes, you know, you look at that list and you go, did I watch that? Yeah, right. You know, and you have to sit there and think, oh, I guess I did. Well, it wasn't that good. I wouldn't be watching it again anyway. That's Completely. what this will be. In three or four weeks, it'll come up on my queue. Do you want to watch it again? And I'll go, oh, yeah, we did watch that. <laughs> no. And I will scroll on <laughs> to something else. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, that being said, like, do you have anything else you want to add? I think we, it's unfortunate because it's such a surface level movie that there's not a lot of deep diving to do for this one. So yeah, do you have anything really. else? <laughs> no, I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. We can go ahead and put the socks in the drawer, I guess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, cool. Do you want to just do the kind of wrap up and then I'll close this out with our song? Yes. 
So, this has been another um, great episode of Cinema Slayers. So, thanks, Cinema fans, and everybody out there for listening to us and giving us a, a listen. And please give us a shout out if you got any um, uh, thoughts about this movie. Maybe you thought it was the greatest movie ever. So, if you thought that, I'd love to hear your opinion on that and laugh at you. No, I'm kidding. I won't laugh at you. I promise. <laughs> um, I no, but I would be interested to hearing people who liked this or thought that it was more than what we said it was. Um, so, so yeah, just, but, but whether it's about this movie or another movie, or you got an idea, we always want to hear from you. We always want to hear your opinions and we're always looking for new topics and new ideas and things to talk about. So please engage, interact with us. Let us know how we can make this thing better for you. Cause you are the listener and we care about you. And I know normally I know Sterling would say something about the mothers. Yes, we care about the mothers too. So <laughs> we want to hear from everyone, including the mothers out there. Uh, with that being said, you can find us at cinema underscore slayers. That's how you get to our Twitter and Instagram. We are the cinema slayers podcast on Facebook. So give us a like, tell other people to give us a like and follow us. And we're going to have way more great movies down the line and in the meantime, check out some of our previous episodes. We got the Suicide Squad up. We talked about Black Widow. We talked about Shang-Chi. So check out some of those uh, earlier episodes that we have, too. And, we're, and we promise that we will continue to slay these movies so that you don't have to. Or we will recommend them after we slay them so that you, too, can check them out and know that you're going to have a good time. So uh, with that being said, uh, thanks again for listening to Cinema Slayers. And remember, um, as Sterling always says, I think that Moon Knight is a best picture winner. <laughs> oh, and real quick. Also, we recently are now on TikTok and Sterling has been doing like a daily movie challenge. Ooh. And yeah, I think he's on day 53, I want to say. He's been killing it on that so if you just want like a quick one minute review of random movies that he's been watching um check out our tiktok at cinema slayers pod and um you know send some recommendations for him of a movie to watch uh because he's doing one every day pretty much till the end of the year but um other than that i'm gonna close us out That is a winner right there. That should be your new like come out to your wrestling matches with that song on. That's that's I know, right? It would surprise everybody. People would jump up out of the seats like, what the heck is that? And then it's me that comes out. That'd be hilarious. That would be pretty great.